Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. So my voice is doing the salsa on me what that means for those that you don't know salsa you dance like yes but no and so that's what it's doing right now so it's coming and then it's going uh and so we'll see uh, if it's here right now we're gonna we're gonna preach it's so good to be at Fondren. how many of you guys love this campus now we're a church, right, of multiple campuses. We've got our Lakeland campus pastor right here, so we're not, <laughs> so not going to say anything else. I'm just kidding, but it's, actually, it's a blessing to be at church on a Sunday night. One thing my dad uh, has told me recently in the past couple of months is how he doesn't understand how less church could be better for the world. Uh, he's like, there, there should be more church. There should be more services. There should be more, because it's in moments like these where life change happens. And not because of the church, but because of what happens in these moments. So my, my dad, if you ever meet my dad, he, he's one of those like nerdy Bible study people and stuff. But he, he loves the word and he loves God. And he, he was telling me the other day, just like very confront, like just he didn't know, perplexed is the word. Because he's like, why would we think, you know, less church, less services would be more efficient? And so I told them, well, actually, we have Sunday night service at Fondren, so we're not part of that crowd, right? But it is a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to be a part of this church. Anyway, I want to talk about something that the Lord has put on my heart recently. It's kind of one of those messages that are for me that I get to share with some other people. Uh, but initially, it was something that the Holy Spirit told me in prayer couple of weeks, maybe like a couple of months ago, I was praying and I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, John, you need to grow up. And it's, it's, been, it's been a journey uh, because at, in other points in my life, I didn't take criticism very well. I, I don't know if you take criticism very well or not, but I, I'm always quick to defend myself. I'm like, uh, all of a sudden you'd say anything and I'm like no no but th- this happened or this happened like I know how to defend myself but it, he told me you need to grow up and then he led me to this verse in first Peter chapter 2 verses 1 to 3 says so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy or rid yourself of all deceit hypocrisy and envy and all slander and like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up in your salvation verse 3 now that you have tasted or another translation says if indeed you have tasted that the lord is good uh there's a with this and this whole season of thinking, you know, how can I be better? How can I grow up and all these things? There's been a phrase uh, that I want to share with you guys tonight. And it's that growing old is automatic, but growing up requires intentionality. Just because you're old doesn't mean you've matured. And, and, and the word of God is inviting us tonight and in general to grow up. 
So this is not uh, this is not a phrase that you look at your neighbor at tonight. Look at yourself and say, you need to grow up. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at the person that you might want to say it to. Tonight, we look at each other, at ourselves, and we say we need to grow up. There's a story I read. Uh, this doctor was with her daughter, and she was driving and just looking at her daughter, and she was like, wow, I just can't wait for her to grow up. Who will she be in, her, in life? Will she be a doctor like me, or will she be an engineer, or will she go, you know, the, the, another route and art and stuff? And then she grabs the stethoscope. The daughter does. And so she's like, do you think she could be a doctor? And the daughter grabs a stethoscope, puts it close to her mouth, and says, welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? <laughs> Listen, it, growth is a process. It, it, it's, not, it, it's not an end. It, it's not a final destination. It, it's an ongoing process. The Word of God says, and it invites us to keep growing. And actually, 2 Peter 3.18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If we are meant to grow, and if we are meant to grow in the knowledge of who God is, it means that there is an infinite possibility of growth. It means you can not only start to grow, but you can continue to grow, and you can technically never stop growing. This is why when, when the Holy Spirit told, because I, I, I was initially going to respond and say, like, look at the past three years. I've grown up. I mean, I, I know I'm not there yet, but listen, I'm much better than 2019, John. Hey, for sure. 2019, John was fighting with his parents, left the country, all these things. 2022, John, is where it's at. And then he... he took me to this first and he was like no, no 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 but I'm not telling you that you have to grow up because you're immature but you have to grow up because that's what you're meant to do keep growing anything that God has created even the universe itself is continuing to grow millions of years of creation and it still continues to grow because that is the design behind his creation that we might continue to grow. So I want to invite you tonight to grow. Why grow? My daughter Amanda, she's nine months old, and we're so happy because nine-month-old version of Amanda is the coolest version ever. Better than eight-month-old Amanda. Far better than three-month-old because now she sleeps. And, but I, I hold Amanda every now and then, and I want her to continue to grow. Why? Not because I, I, I will love her more or what, but because I can bless her more. But I can't buy her a car right now. Because even though I technically could buy her a car, she can't receive a car. And there are things that God can do for us that we can't receive until we grow up. The, the, there are things that God, see, it's not God's possibility. It's not God's power that's being limited. It's our capacity to receive because we need to grow up. So sometimes we're praying and we're like, God, why don't you do this? Why don't you snap your fingers? How many have prayed that before? God, why don't you just snap your fingers today? I believe one of the answers is because if I did, you wouldn't even know what to do with it. Because you need to grow up. Grow up grow in the knowledge 
Grow in the grace. Grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, it, it, sometimes in our, if our prayer life is being limited, we tend to think, oh, God just doesn't want that, or God, but then, then there's a contradiction because we're praying out the word of God and it's not happening. It's because maybe it's not something on the giving side. Maybe there's a problem on the receiver side. I remember I was 10 years old and I was fighting with my dad. I was so mad. I was 10 years old and I was fighting with my dad because I'm like, why can't you let me drive the car? You have a car. You have the keys. You could just give me the car. And my dad's like, it's, it's not like I don't want to give you the car. It's you can't drive. That's the problem. It's not, in, in my mind, I was like, you just give me the keys and I'll, I'll figure it out. And my dad's like, oh, no, there's insurance involved. There's so many things that you as a 10-year-old don't know. I'm going to need you to grow up in order for me to give you what I already have for you. And the moment I grew up and the moment I learned and the moment I got to that point, it was easy. And I believe that there's, there's this moment in life where we just come to the realization that growing old is automatic, but growing up requires intentionality. Are you willing to grow up? And if you're willing to grow up, one of the things that you need to learn is oh, I, I'm, I'm happy with who I've become, I'm happy with my journey, whatever you want to call it, but there's still more. And it's not going up this spiritual corporate ladder, it's just being obedient to the Word of God. It invites us to grow. So there are three things I want us to re receive tonight uh, with this idea of growth. And there's a, there's a guy that I really like, his name is Sir Edmund Hillary. He's the first person to ever go up Mount Everest. And it took him seven tries to go up Mount Everest. And on the sixth try, he was about to get there. And then the snowstorm came and something happened. And so he had the rain came, the wind blew. Uh, all these things happened. So, so he had to go back to camp. <laughs> and when he came back to camp, he turned around and looked at Mount Everest. And he said, I will come again and conquer you. Because as a mountain, you can't grow. But as a human... I can. And then on the say, I don't know why it was seven tries. It's not like it was biblical to go on Mount Everest seven times. But the point is, he understood I can get better. He understood there's something in me that allows me to continue to grow. Uh, when, what was it, like two months ago now, we had the opportunity to go to Spain. And while we were in Spain and Barcelona, there's this famous church called La Sagrada Familia. And it's just a beautiful uh, piece of architecture, this huge church with intricate uh, little details in every corner. It's just amazing. So we're, we had time, so we're like, let's, let's go see this church. So when we get there, I got a little offended because it was under construction. I'm like, did they not know we were going to come? Or like we, we traveled thousands of miles to come see this church and it's under construction. I was getting kind of mad, but Carolina wanted a picture, and so we're taking pictures. Amanda was trying to fall asleep. Uh, and, and then I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me, just look around. Look around real quick. So I looked around, and there was hundreds, if not thousands of people lining up to go see it. And I was reminded of this verse, and I was reminded of Ephesians 2.10 that says that we are God's workmanship or God's masterpiece, created by him for good works. I heard the Holy Spirit say, just because you're under construction doesn't mean you're not a work of art. 
or a masterpiece. And you can be a masterpiece that people want to go and see and look and learn, and you can still be under construction. Because thousands of people knowing, because you can look it up online and they'll tell you it's under construction. And even with that, people still go see. So you can be a masterpiece and you can at the same time be under construction. Because the Holy Spirit is inviting us tonight to grow up. Don't look at anyone. Look at yourself and say, I need to grow up. So the, the first thing that we read in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, says, So put away, or therefore rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. So before we grow, we need to do one thing. We need to get rid of a few things. There's a word that I've written down on my iPad as I've been praying, and it's, inventory i feel like the holy spirit has told me that again let me repeat this this is one of those messages where god has spoken to me that i get to share with people but this is something that i've had to work in and i felt the holy spirit a couple of weeks ago tell me you got to start doing inventory on your life reprioritize and check to see what things are just weighing you down because see maturity will take you to a point where you're making decisions not just if it's a sin or not but you're making decisions whether something is worth your time or not even if it's not a sin because sometimes we think oh we're good it's not a sin and it might not be a sin but that's why paul said that when we run this race we take off two things the sin that easily entangles but also what's not sin but still weighs you down so when you're mature and when you're growing, you start to understand that there are some things that, you, that might not be sin, but you still might not need in your life. Those four hours where you're binge watching something are not a sin, but maybe they're not worth your time. We need to grow up. Remember when I said this is going to be like a shouty type of message? This is going to be like a breathe in type of message. But I believe that that's the next step. We can't go, we can't be looking for that next emotion and emotion, emotion. We need to grow up. My dad will always tell me uh, a person that's matured does things, does the right things because they're right to do. Not just because you, you get your fill of emotion or not. And there's going to be moments where if you've grown up, you do what's right even without the emotion. And that right there is not only success that is growing up that is mature so the, the word of god says that the first thing that we do in order to grow up is we put away all malice we put away the old you we put away all those things that easily entangle we we, we put away all those things that are not worth your time see it, <clears throat> to give you an easy example the, the reason why uh deportistas the athletes uh high uh, high-end athletes the reason why they are so good is not just because they were born that way but also because they put in the work and they abstain from certain things if you look at the famous athletes and what they're eating it's not cool listen their their thanksgivings are not your thanksgivings or my thanksgivings like, they're not going for that fourth plate. And it bothers me because I'm like, they should be, you know. Like, they should be a little less, a little less strict. But there's a reason why they're a high-end athlete. And it's not because eating three pieces of pie is a sin. 
is because maybe those three pieces of pie are going to affect how they do on the court. So it's not whether it's a sin or not. It's not whether it's worth your time or not. Maturity. We're, we're, we're moving up in life. We're growing. So what things can you do inventory on tonight? Or do inventory and what things do you find that you might be doing that might, are not worth your time anymore? Because you could do, and I'm not saying get rid of all these things and pray, but maybe get rid of a couple of things so that you can pray more. Because I find myself with the same excuse every day. Oh God, I'm just too busy. And he answers back all the time. That's right. You are too busy. And it's not, and, and listen, this is one of the lies that, that the enemy is trying to fill our heads with. And it's the three or four hours that you spend at church a week is what's burning you out. And that's a lie. If you do inventory, serving at church, coming to service, doing all these things, is not what's burning you out. Let's do inventory. Are we here? Are we alive? Okay. We're just listening, right? Okay. We're, okay, good. But let, let's do inventory. And I don't mean to, this to be, you know, like a Sunday night spanking or anything like that. But I want us to grow. And it's not only me who wants us to grow. It's the word of God. It's inviting us to grow up. So the first thing that we do is we put away the old you. Just put it away. Uh, James chapter 3 verses 9 to 13 says, James chapter 3 verses 9 to 13 says, With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Verse 11, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good con conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. What is this? What, what, what is it that we just read? Is it Pastor James, the, the pastor of the church in Jerusalem, is telling his people, guys, we can't be living that, that duality of life. Where with the same mouth, you worship God and you tell him, Father, I love you and all your creation, except for, and then you start cursing other people and saying stuff that we shouldn't be saying with the same mouth. Maturity, growing up, takes you to the next step. Where if it's, if it's godly, I'm going to talk it. If it's godly, I'm going to think it. And if it's not godly, then I'm going to abstain from it. Not, it, might, it might be even okay. It might not even be a sin to talk about those things. But it's not worth my time. Yeah. It, it's just not worth my, my time anymore. I mean, my dad is, it's, I talk a lot about my dad because he's like one of the coolest people I know. Not coolest also, like the super mature. And super successful in life and everything. And I remember we were... We were in like this family reunion and we were all sitting down and we were talking and then we were talking about this cousin that didn't come because she got into stuff. And so, listen, I love the tea. You guys know me, right? And so I heard it and I'm there, right? I'm like, she did what? Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like I'm into it and everything. And then I see my dad stand up and leave. So I'm like, why'd he leave? How rude. Like it, this is the thick tea. Like this is the 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 good stuff so i walk out i walk out with him and he's just standing there i'm like hey why, why'd you come out 
And he's like, oh, I just don't, I just don't want to be part of that conversation. And I was like, do you want me to let you know what they say or, <laughs> or what? And he's like, John David, it's just not worth my time anymore. Like, why, why would I want to be thinking about those things? And at that moment, I just got a little frustrated with him because I was like, ah, you don't understand, right? Like, you just don't want to have fun and, and everything. But he does understand that he's abstaining from things, not because they're a sinner or not, but because they're not worth his time anymore. He, he, it's not like he's on another level, but he kind of is because he decided to grow up. Because he decided to take the word of God and apply the fullness of his word into his life. Where the word of God will tell you what to think. It says everything that's godly, that is pure, that is of good name, that is, of, is reputable, that has good report. Think of these things. It tells you what to think. It tells you what to say. All we got to do is not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. So I, I wrote down here, I need to be, I'm doing inventory, right? I need to be more in the presence of God than in the middle of gossip. I need to find myself spending more time in the word than in things that just don't, are not worth my time anymore. And I'm not saying cancel Netflix or anything like that. You know, do, do whatever you want. Ask the Holy Spirit. And I believe, I said it this morning, I believe a lot of us don't ask the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is way more radical than we are. Right? And we're like, Holy Spirit, what would you like to do with my time? It's like, you want me to what? You want me to pray how much? You want me to give how much? But the Holy Spirit knows what's best for you. If we were to follow his lead, I think we'd be in another place, literally in another level. But anyway, that's point number one. Let's keep going. Point number one, put it away. The old you. Just put it away. All malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, all envy, and all slander. Number two, it says, and let's read it again, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. This is like the key verse. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and every kind of slander. And like newborn infants, verse 2, like newborn infants long for the pure or crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. So one, we put it away, but two, we crave. What do we crave? We crave the spiritual milk. Psalms 42 verse 1 says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. There's something we learn about Jesus with his disciples. He's praying and his disciples are falling asleep. And so he wakes them up a couple of times. And he tells them something very important that I think we should write in our memory. And it's... I. I verily say unto you that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Don't fall for the trap that's like, oh, Father, you know me. I'm just too tired. No, no, the spirit wants to pray. The you inside wants to have these services. The you inside wants to serve and wants to pray and wants to read the Bible. It's the flesh. And the reason why the flesh usually wins is because we feed it more. There, there is a, a Chinese guru who goes up to his students and gives them this, this metaphor. And he says, there are two dogs. Who wins the fight? And everyone's trying to give a philosophical answer of why one dog would win over the other. And he's like, no, the answer is who you feed the most. The dog you feed the most is going to win the fight. 
So we feed our bodies and we go into every craving that our body has and our flesh has. And then we, we try to question why our spirit is not as willing. It's not that it's not willing. It's that you, every time you have a hunger pain, you go to McDonald's. But every time you have a spiritual pain, you go to sleep. It's like, why would we do these things? And listen, and if you're listening to the podcast, I'm smiling right now. I'm happy. Everyone is happier in this room. We just want to grow. And you don't grow, well, something I've learned, you don't grow up through ex, uh, emotional experience after experience. I, actually, I, I was going to a youth conference to preach in, back in July. And as we were driving there, the, the Holy Spirit gave me this image of, of the things that we need to keep a fire going. And you need the spark. You need that emotional moment. You need, to, you, you need the, the gasoline. You know, you need the Holy Spirit and just every whoosh. But in order for a fire to stay, you need the log. You, you need the firewood. You can't just build a fire with gasoline and a spark. You need that thing that remains, which is his word. To, so... Go take advantage of the emotional moments. Take advantage of the awesome worship. Take advantage of all these things. But what needs to remain in your life in order for the fire to stay, once the music is over, is more of his word. You need his word. We need his word. It's why it says that he sent his word and it healed him. It's why it says heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain. It says that everything, Hebrews chapter 1 says, everything that was created was created and sustained by his word. So we need his word. And it's not emotional anymore. And sometimes it's not. You ask the people that are ripped, not me, because I'm not. But ask the people that are muscular and ripped and going to the, to the gym and ask him, do you want to go every day? And they'll tell you there are some days where, yes, there are some days where they don't want to. But do they still go? Yes. There's a difference. <laughs> I'm trying to be, listen, I'm trying to grow up. I'm on this journey now. No sugar journey. Pray for me. I'm one day in. <laughs> listen, and it feels like an eternity. Just one day. So like, I know what that is. I know what it is, you know, to, to have these moments where you fail. It's all right, but let it be a longing in your heart. I want to grow. I want to grow and know you more, Father. I want to grow up. I don't want to keep making the same mistakes over and over. I want to grow. Amen. Psalms 42, verse 1, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. There has to be this desire in our hearts, this longing for more of his presence, for more of his word. That we, wait, we come to the point where we're, if we haven't prayed or if we haven't read the Bible, and it's not just because it's like this quota that we have to fulfill, it, but there's this longing that we do want to fulfill. I want more of your presence, Father. I want more, you to be more real in my life. A couple of years ago, it was something that was burning inside me. It was... Why can't I, as a son of God, perceive his voice? It irritated me. That every time a prophet would come in, we'd all get scared because, oh, he can actually listen. And so, you know, first we ask for forgiveness for everything because we don't want God telling the prophet anything. Uh, so we're like, you know, forgive me. You know, it's under the blood. You can't remember, so he can't know. 
But I started getting frustrated with it because I was like, why can't we listen to the voice of the Spirit? And so for like a year with my wife, we started pursuing this. What do we need to do? We need to get close. We, we, we need to be consistent, constant in our longing for it. It's not, you, you don't grow or you don't get better by wanting to grow. That, that's, that's initially what we need. But then we start taking steps towards it. And what does the Bible say? Long for the spiritual milk. Long for the purity of his word. You know, don't, don't look. So sometimes we say amen to things that rhyme and we don't even know if it was powerful or not or if it was biblical. Like, even if it's not rhyming, if it's in the Bible, it's good. Listen, let, let's long for these things. Not, not for the spiritual experience, not for just the moment. Let's long for his word. Because that's where we grow. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I, I, I mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks ago at Lakeland. You know, it's like a TV. If a, if a TV is not working, I don't automatically assume that electricity is just fake. Right? I'm like, oh, electricity, such a myth. This is so stupid. Like, no, no, if my TV is not working, I usually have to check whether my remote control is not working, whether it's not connected correctly. But we, we have this thought where we pray and it doesn't work and we're like, ah, that faith thing is so, it was such a myth. No, trust me, God can do, he's willing to do it. Usually there's a connection problem on our side. It's not like it just automatically stopped working, especially if you've seen it work in someone else's life. So if you've seen it work, then check your connection. Check what's maybe disconnected in your life. Because it's usually never on his part. And it's usually always on our part. Are we here? These are, these are the messages I, I told Ashton today. I was like, these are the messages that I kind of question whether we should or not because there's like no reaction. But we need to grow up, right? Number three. Let's go, let's go through them again. Number one, put away all. The old you. Put it away. Number two, long for the spiritual milk because without him, you can do nothing. And number three... And with this one, I'm going to finish. Grow and learn. It says, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk. By That by it you may grow up into salvation. So point number three, grow, learn. Proverbs 1.5 says, this is an amazing Bible verse. Proverbs 1.5 says, a wise man will hear and increase learning, and the man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Uh, I joke about this a lot. Because of what we do in missions and everything, we get to travel in a lot of airplanes. And in airplanes, there's usually two types of classes. There's, there's first class, and then there's my class. Uh, First class people, listen, when you walk through first class, they, like, they already know your name. You have a menu. You have like 20 options of what you want to eat. You know, we have surf and turf. We have turf that surf the turf. Like, it's just like so many things. Uh, we, we have fish that ate meat, right, before they were killed. Like, it's amazing. 
back where I sit, we only have two options. So you're going to eat or not? Like there's just two options and that's it. So for the longest time, I would always cross first class and I'd always get mad at God. Because I would tell him, God, we were meant to be the head and not the tail. I'm about to be the tail, right? Like, I'm like, well, above and not beneath. Like, where's this blessing? Like, well, you know, I call those things that are not as though they were. Like, this is not 23B. This is 2B. Like, and it just, it just frustrated me. And one day I was walking through first class and God told me, look around you. What are they doing? So I, I started to look around. I see them reading thick books I see this guy, literally, I see this because I love the tea. So I, I was seeing this guy Zoom with other people. They, they were finishing a multinational contract on the plane. And I'm looking at all these people just growing and learning and doing. And then the Holy Spirit asked me, and what are you about to do? And complete honesty, I had downloaded this app called Clash Royale. And I had bought... $10 worth of diamonds <laughs> that I was going to use on, li listen, no joke, that I was going to use on my dragon. Like, so I, like, I, I, I feel him, you know, attacking me a little. So I'm like, you, obviously I'm going to pray, you know, I mean, I'm going to be in the air so much closer to you, father. Like, that's what I'm going to do. You know, what were you thinking? But when I'm standing there, I started to realize that, you know, most people, they get to these places not out of luck. It actually says that lucky people are people that are prepared and are met with opportunity. And that's, you know, that's where luck happens, when preparation meets opportunity. And so I was really challenged at that moment. And I'm like, I need to start growing and learning. I can't just start, you know, I can't just keep on waiting for good things to happen when the word of God invites us to get rid of stuff, to start longing for stuff, and then to be intentional in growing. We can always grow. You know, there, there's a, a quote that I like by George Eliot that it says, it is never too late to be who you might have been. But, <laughs> I've been, I was talking to Pastor Luke today about this, this thing that's going on in my mind. It's just recurring thought. Uh, I'm 33 now, which is crazy. I'm 33. And so I like to do this, this math equation. When I was 18, if I would have started saving $100 a month, by now, I would have this much. And I like to think, when I was 18, if I would have started doing 10 push-ups a day, by now, I could do you know, no-handed push-ups. I don't know. Like, just, if I, 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 like to, I like to think of these things. And then I realize, if I keep doing what I'm doing when I'm 40, I'm going to start to think, ah, if I was 33, and if I started saving back then, I would have, the, and when I'm 50, I would have, I'll be saying, ah, if I was 40, I would, I would do these things, and I would start running, and why, why, why? No, stop. You know, you can't change what you've, what you've done, but you can start right now. You can start growing right now. Because I feel that sometimes that's our excuse. Oh, John David, I mean, I'm way too in. Yeah, but by tomorrow, you're going to be even more in. So at least start today. Like today, that's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today is when you change. Today is when you start to grow. So do inventory again. What can you start to do today?
What can you start to do this week? Can we sign up to serve this week? Can, can, can we decide to commit to stuff this week? Can we grow? Because I believe you can. And I believe God can do in your life in five minutes what you can't do for five years. Like that's his power. But let's check the connection. Let's check to see if we're connected again. Uh, th there's a, a story I was reading. <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, this cop uh, stops these ladies. They were driving. They were driving under the speed limit. And so he stops them. He's like, you're driving too slow. And, and the lady, she, she's like 80 years old and looks at him. It's like, I'm sorry, officer. I keep seeing signs that say 20. So that's why we're driving 20 miles per hour. And the cop is like, no, no, ma'am. Uh, that's not the speed limit. That's the highway you're on. And so she's like, oh, okay. And then the cop is about to turn away but looks at the people in the back, and they are petrified. And so he asked, why are they so scared? And she was like, well, we were just on Highway 110. Uh, <clears throat> Listen, it is never too late to grow. It is never too late to be led by God. It is never too late to start working on what you were created and meant to be. It is never too late. So hopefully if you, if you forget everything else of today, remember this. You can grow up. You can. It is possible. It doesn't matter what you've been through or what. If God is living inside you, if the Holy Spirit is leading, listen, he can lead you into everything that you need for your life. Better yet, he can lead you into everything he's already prepared for you. So it is never too late to be who you might have been. 1 Peter 2.3, final verse, I promise. 1 Peter 2.3 says, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. This is the last verse. If we want, we can read them all again. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 3 says, so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy, and envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. If God has been good to you, then it makes you want to pursue growing in the relationship with Him. And I think everyone here can testify that life is not perfect, but God has been. And he's been perfect, and his goodness has been perfect towards us, and his faithfulness has been perfect towards us. And that should be the initial inspiration to grow. What can you do inventory in tonight? I think that the, the best opportunity that we have tonight is to go into his presence. He abides, you know, in, in the worship of his people, in the praises of his people. And you take the advantage of those moments to talk to him, not just to sing the song, but actually to be in his presence. And while you're in his presence, ask him tonight, Father God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to change? And better yet, how can I grow? How can I grow in you? What things can I learn? What things can, can you open my eyes to see? But Father God, over everything, I want to be led by your voice. I want to be led by your spirit. Let me be more sensitive to you. And sometimes being sensitive to his voice means lowering the volume of everything else. Because I've learned personally that God, the reason God whispers and doesn't shout is because whisper requires proximity. Because over everything, 
he doesn't just want you to have a good life. He wants you to have a life with him. And there, there is a difference between having everything you want and having him in everything you have. And when you have God in your life, everything is better. Even if you don't receive everything in life, you get to have a joy that's unspeakable and filled with glory. You get a peace that passes all understanding. Better yet, you learn that you don't need the things of this life. You need the God of life. That you don't find joy in obtaining more things. You start to understand that I can have joy with what I have because of who I'm with. The, my best experiences have been with my family. And actually, this past Thursday, Thanksgiving, I hadn't had Thanksgiving with my family for four years. Because of different things, different countries, we were never together at the same time, except for this time. And in the morning, I was happy because we were going to go to a good hotel. We were going to eat because we were in Guatemala, but we were in Guatemala City. So there's nice hotels, there's nice restaurants, and I'm excited. I'm like, we're going to have a good, finally, after four years, my favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. Like, better than Christmas. Like, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Like, I love it. And then during that lunch, my parents start to fight. So I start seeing my dream kind of crumble a little bit. So I'm, I'm very irritated because I'm like, this was supposed to be like a dreamy day. Like four years without this. So I'm mad. And I'm, I'm, I'm fighting with the Holy Spirit. I'm like, do something. You know, change my mom a little bit. You know, like tweak my dad. Uh, and nothing's happening. And then we end up in this, it's, it's, it's a nice restaurant. It's not like terrible, but it's this Mexican restaurant. Because we kind of like all decided to meet up in this place. And we're eating tacos, which is not very Thanksgiving-y. They don't even have turkey tacos, you know, just to make it close. But then we all start giving. So I say, hey, why don't we just go around the table and say what we're thankful for? And by the time it got around to my parents, they had already made up. Everything was cool. And to be honest, to this point, that's been the coolest Thanksgiving I've had in my life up until now. Not because we were at a great restaurant, not because we were spending a lot of money and the food was delicious. It was all right. But because I started to realize that God was moving. And it's those moments, and you probably have similar moments where you, you're not in a Ferrari, but you're having a good time. You know, you, you don't have the job you might want, but, but you still are, are pretty happy. That's because we weren't meant to be filled by the things of life. We were meant to be filled by the God of life. And when you get filled with him, that's where the joy comes. True joy. Unspeakable joy. That you really can't describe how you're so happy. But you're fi it's filled with his glory. And that's what we pursue tonight. I want to challenge you tonight to pursue his presence. And with it, start to grow. Because you can grow up. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you, Father, for... For your Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word, Father, that we build our life upon your word, that we build your life upon this rock, which is Jesus, and we need more of Jesus in our life, that we need to grow in the knowledge and in the grace of who Jesus is. So, Father God, I ask that your Holy Spirit open up the eyes of our understanding, that, we, that they may be filled with truth, Father, that the spirit of wisdom and knowledge, of the spirit of revelation of who Jesus is, be alive tonight. 
showing us who you are, that we might grow in you, Father. Show us, Father. Lead us, Father. And over everything, to you be the glory in the church. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, Ephesians 3.20, unto him be the glory in the church. So we give you all the glory and all the honor, Father. We praise you tonight. We love you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.